This is Mind Raid with the Coke Brothers. Welcome to Mind Raid episode. What are we? Eight. Is I think eight? it's eight. I think it's eight. I, think uh, it's eight. I got a goal to hit ten episodes from now. Ten more episodes from now until June first. So I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. And if that way, I, if I fail, everybody can hold us. You're a failure. You guys are full of shit. <laughs> you only put out nine episodes. So we were talking today about uh, the buzzword. Well, we should we should let them guess. I know we can't hear you, but let's guess what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I'm going to try to get this out pretty quick. But just take one guess what it'll, we're going to talk it'll about. It'll still today. be buzzing. It'll still be buzzing. I don't know. It might be a flash in the It pan. might be. I it mean, might be. You would think not, but uh, the, the COVID. This is all I've been hearing from my wife, Courtney, the lovely Courtney Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. For the last week, brother, I've been... Uh, quarantined as it as it were with my bride because we had the flu apparently and it sucked but we stayed away from the business we stayed away from everybody else and all I could hear all week from Kojo was it's COVID <laughs> it's COVID. Gonna, I'm gonna be hearing this shit now for you know months your thoughts on the coronavirus let's w w first let's start somewhere because where do we even where do we start where do we start well let's uh, let's start let's start at the origin so yeah, dude. You know, every, a bad eater. The bad eaters, right? <laughs> okay, let's eaters, start with bad eaters. The bad eaters in China, right? Chinese so, bad eaters. This is something we've known about for a while now. Uh, when did that start? That was about two months ago, right? Yeah, I went to Israel February 3rd uh, through the 13th, right. and they were already asking questions at, uh, at checkpoints. Right, right. Saying, have you been to China in the last 30 days? Yeah. So... February, at least. Yeah, you know. I think it was even a little before. I think it I'm was, sure it was. Yeah, I don't yeah. pay any attention to the news. I heard the word before, and so mm -hmm. when they said something when I was traveling, oh, have you been to China? I knew why. Yeah. But that was it. It what it didn't seem to be a big deal at yeah. the time. Yeah. I feel like if if it was like such a big threat, and it was something we knew about for months already. They would have shut shit down instantly. You know it's an airborne virus. You know it's 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 um, passed around very easily. If you if I honestly think if we were so fucking worried about it, as soon as shit as China got as bad as it did, we would have shut shit down right away. But what I'm noticing is every day, it's like fear mongering. I feel like every day they're like. We're, we're getting tighter on restrictions now. We're doing this. You can only be in groups of 50 people. Now it's 10 people. Now, you, you know what I'm saying? And now I, it's no people. I, oh, yeah. Stay by yourself. I almost feel like the they're doing that shit on purpose to just have people fucking so scared about. And here's the thing. I had I had a friend of mine just – they were just texting me about it because I just put out uh, uh, a snap story saying that I, we were about to do this about the coronavirus. And she sent me the the map, like the 
the universal map of what's infected and how many deaths, how many recoveries there Which are. Which one? Which universal map? Because uh, I mean, my, my point is there's lots of maps. Right, and there graphs, is. And nobody really knows there, shit out there. But yeah. you're talking about the international one that has all like color-coded countries. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Right. And that, okay, so let's think uh, it, back on the fear-mongering. You look at this map, black map. Red, 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 red. red. Sites. Yeah, man, it's this it's place fucking is fucking crawling it's fucking with crazy disease because, over here. So it says here, three thousand one hundred twenty-two have died, and then fifty-six thousand eight hundred eighty-three have recovered. Right, and confirmed cases we got eighty-one thousand and seventy-four cases confirmed. Um. So 3,000 out of roughly 57 that have recovered, right, out, yeah. out, of, these, out of these cases. So now, and I don't, I don't want people to think I'm an asshole because, yeah, death sucks, but people die every day. How many people we have on this planet? We're going to be reaching 8 billion, right? Yeah, yeah let's, let's – I mean there's so, there's so much. I there's mean, so much. Let's first talk let's, – let's go back to the bad eaters. Okay. <laughs> we don't eat bats in America. No. Generally. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's not people out there. There might be a couple squirrely people out there. Hey man. <laughs> you ever had you ever had bat? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ozzy Osbourne. Shout out to Ozzy. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he's eaten bats before. Or he has become a bat. How did you find out? I wanna know the process. Mm. By the people that track diseases, how they found out that it came from a Chinese bat eater. Right, right. How did you come well, to that conclusion? I'm not saying that you didn't, but right. I, I'm interested in the process of that because it seems like an interesting story. This thing came from somebody who ate a bat. Yeah. If I think it's telling of the society that we live in today that you and I can ask questions like, hey – Without being insensitive, this doesn't seem to be that much dangerous than uh, a heavy, heavy flu. Yeah. And people get upset. Yeah. Yep. Just if you say that, just if you go, hey, look, on a number scale, this thing, most of the people that get it, it's mild virus. It really affects elderly people, people with immunosuppressants, stuff like that. We need to do the appropriate thing to make sure these people are quarantined and safe. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. It's logic. But if you, it, there's been a couple times where I've went, let me look at the death tolls on this thing mm-hmm. and see how many people this has killed because we know that there's, a, there's some kind of something coming down the road that's yeah. going to take out a lot of people. Yes. And it's going to yeah. make this look like a little sideshow. Mm-hmm. When you question this thing, mm-hmm. when you say, hey, what do the numbers look like? And is it worth the precautions that are being taken to just keep government in check and keep all these places in check? What you see is the government not ready for it. What you see is, uh, I turned on CNN for the first time in a long time, or I turned to CNN.com, I should be more Mm. clear. And what I heard immediately when I watched this video about a guy who has new information about, you know, the federal reserve, whatever, something Mm -hmm. like that was essentially Trump, 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 Trump is bad. Trump's an idiot. Trump made a mistake here. He's a liar. Then coronavirus. Yeah. 
And then on the other flip side of the spectrum, um, I hear liberal media, liberal media, liberal media, liberal media, coronavirus. I hear the message of division before I hear anything about the actual disease, any yeah. journalism about the yeah. actual disease. But when you go and look up the numbers and then you start engaging people in debate and going, hey, is it worth shifting the world economy for years and years and years because we're going to have the death rate of a heavy flu season? Yeah. People go, it could be, this is what I got immediately. It could be your mother or the, oh, shut the fuck it, up. And here, you were, right. where were you at when I was like, hey, we can't drop uh, bombs on kids in Iraq and we've got to help starving babies and all that shit. Well, that's not our problem. And, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to put on record because I've dealt with the, that same thing, right? So here, recorded on the podcast, right? If I, for whatever reason, get coronavirus and I die, you're not going to see me at my Beth dead going, we should have did something about the coronavirus. People die every fucking day. Yes. There are 7 billion people on the planet. There's people die every day. Does anybody want to look up the numbers of people that die of the flu every year? Yeah, well, 60,000. Yeah. 60,000 every year die from the fucking flu. Um, can we real quick look up malaria? Insect-borne, mosquito-borne problems, right? Yeah. Uh, these are things that should be fixed on a world scale. And there's people out there doing good work to try and fix them. It's so morbid that we're just looking for numbers, you know? But I mean, uh, something something like this, you've got to look at numbers because it's on such a big That represents imminent threat. Right, right. Like to, to life... It, the public needs to know. Mm -hmm. it, look, is this gonna kill like half the world's population? Because then, things like that could happen that, someday. Yeah, that and that—that's a bigger deal. Pump everything up, shut the doors, do whatever you got to do. But I, I guess as a person, I want to know numbers. I want to know how dangerous is this thing. Give yeah. me some frame of reference. If if it kills one in, uh, you know. 20 people mm -hmm. that's something that everybody is going to freak out about right. i, I got to be able to merit my response with some kind of metrics and unfortunately when it comes to pathogens and viruses mm -hmm. it's got to be death count yeah it's got to be how quick yeah. does this kill you it's, what are the symptoms and how many people are dead from it it's on a bigger scale it, it's not a personal thing it's it's you, you we got to look at this as a race right this is global and we, we, we gotta we gotta look at it we we've gotta look at it from a number point. That's not being insensitive. That's being logical to what we're gonna do. Because here's here's the thing that happens. If this if this, you know, spreads everywhere and, you know, there's gonna be people that die. There it just it's it happens. People have been dying from Ill, illness forever. If we shut down as much as we're shutting down, and I was even reading a thing now because they keep put, they keep putting we expect till this time. You we never fuck we don't fucking know. They could keep delaying this shit and keep on going because it is an airborne thing. It spread very easily, and the more and more it spread, the more they're gonna try and lock shit down. They're gonna quarantine shit. The more that happens, the people that lose jobs lose their money. I was reading an article now. If 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 this was shut down for let's say till even the end of this year, how many people would lose out on their jobs, their businesses? I was reading a, I was reading an article where um, I forget who it was, but they were predicting that there, it could possibly at a bad level cut about 20% of employment, unemployment, 20%. Yeah. 
Now, think of that. Now you got 20% 20 of our nation that are unemployed. Where's their mindset at? Right. They're going to start looting. They're going to start robbing. They're going to, their crime's going to go up because people just get fucking crazy. That's going to go up. You're going to see, you're going to see, unfortunately, murders and and shit like that. People freaking out. Violent crime. And guess what? That could be someone's son, daughter. And, and I'm not hearing the, I'm not hearing the backlash on that. I'm not hearing like, oh, well, they died because we shut down and our country's in shambles and this, that, and the other. Everybody's so worried about the sickness. We have numbers we can look at and be like, okay, we don't have, we, we don't have medicine for it yet. We don't have anything out there. I think that's the biggest thing that's scary, but people are thinking of this like it's, it's a a global killer. Like an end time. You look at, you look at Netflix, they put outbreak on there. And now Netflix shows you what's the most out, outbreak for those of you who don't know was a movie made in 1995 with uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, what's his name? Got in trouble recently. Good actor. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey and that guy from Meet the Fockers. I forget. Hoffman. Dustin yeah, Hoffman. Yeah, th- that guy. So it's about, it's about a, a biological weapon that was made that was like passing through monkeys that just destroys people that, that internally that has a hundred percent kill rate right right okay if it's a hundred percent kill rate we don't have a vaccine for it shit's gonna get really fucking hairy and it's airborne for sure i understand it you're gonna have to quarantine or the human race may just fucking end right. you know so is there there's a panic in 2018 there were estimated 228 million cases of malaria. Yeah. That's not the population of the United States, but it's not not the population right. of the United States either. Um, the estimated number of malaria deaths stood at 405,000 in 2018. Children aged under five years are the most vulnerable group affected by malaria. Um, where do most of these things... Where do most of these deaths take place? Somewhere else. Uh, Africa. Yeah. South America. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a shit in America yep. about any of this stuff. Nope. It's not a panic because it's not their problem. Mm-hmm. Now there's this this enormous panic. And the, the, the problem that I have with a 20% unemployment rate is that's to assume that this is going to stay some kind of static, stable rate. When you have 20% of the people who are unemployed, mm-hmm. that has a complete trickle-down effect on the entire economy, mm-hmm. the entire economic structure. Nobody in my generation and in our parents' generation have ever went through some nasty, nasty like shit. That. Yeah. They went through uh, oil crises at times and expensive stuff in some unemployment rates that were high and uncomfortable, but they never went through depression era shit. Mm-hmm. So if you have 20% of the people that are unemployed for the first time in that long, it's going to, it's going to have an effect on the, the world economy for years and years and years and years to come in ways that probably are going to cost, like you said, many, many, many human lives. Oh yeah. So you have to now put this, the, these metrics these death metrics, in my opinion, logically, even if you're a good human being that values human life, you have to look at it from a numbers game to evaluate the threat worldwide mm-hmm. because there's so many people on the planet now. Yeah. This isn't the old days. Yeah. You know, like whether you like it or not, you 
there are people that are flying into your zone on the daily mm -hmm. from completely different parts of the country. Yeah. And if somebody comes in on some shit like that, yeah, you know, they infect everybody. Is it worth giving up our way of life? And why is this worth it more specifically? Why is the media so interested in this story and, and so sensationalizing this story? But not malaria, mm -hmm. not um, uh, unjust military action overseas that takes the lives of innocent children and women. Nobody gives a shit about that. People are all in an uproar in this country specifically to our experience going, oh, I, well, the whole world's shutting down. First of all, don't forget when this type of thing happens, people watch and people study yeah. and people go, how are the people reacting right now? Mm -hmm. How much the government's going, how much can we get away with? I think it's interesting that there's so many people that are so uh, steadfast in going, you'll never take firearms from me, blah, 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 blah. And they're all hiding in their houses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They all just got pushed right into their house. Mm -hmm. Like you don't, don't come out, but it's, it's better for you. It's mm -hmm. too scary out here. Yeah. Fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's. I think it's ridiculous, and they, you know, I, going back to the social media, the media, TV. This thing has literally taken everything. Every post I see, it's all all linked to the coronavirus. You know, you got a a a, a toilet paper outage. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Well, and just to be clear, so it's a different thing, right? It's not the flu. But there's flu-like symptoms. It's, it's flu-like symptoms. And it's got a higher mortality rate than the flu. The yeah. higher mortality rate that we're talking about right now mm -hmm. is, I think the flu is, I'm not even going to quote anything because I'm not going to have some nerd go, <laughs> oh, you are wrong. You hate people. Right. No. no. Um, but it's not inconceivably higher. It's enough to be an alarm to people that are susceptible to this. Mm -hmm. But it's, in my opinion, it's not that much higher. Yeah. Um, well, well, and, and going back on that, I think one of the biggest fears from it just come because because it's new. We don't have a vaccine. It's a new right? name. Yeah, it's a new name. We don't have a vaccine. We supposedly have vaccines, and we got flu shots. People get flu shots and still get the fucking flu. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? That but I get the flu every time. Every every time. So like, it, we've 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 got something. That stops the flu, but it apparently doesn't stop the flu. The flu is always evolving. It's always mutating. It always changes into something else. But because this is new, even if the, the, the mortality rate, you know, it, there aren't as many people dying from it. People are so fucking scared from it. I'm worried more about people than I am about the goddamn oh, sure. virus. Yeah. I could get the virus tomorrow and I'd be like, cool. All right, I'm going to wait this out. <laughs> you, you know, I'm yeah. not going to be like, oh, my God, I got the coronavirus. Okay, I'll quarantine myself until I'm better. And then everybody that I've seen who's reported on it that's had it, Tom Hanks, all these people, the, a survivor lady that said her best advice was don't panic because it's not really that big a deal. Yeah. yeah. And if with met, with Western medicine and with all medicine focused on it right now, if you do end up having it and you have and you're healthy and there's no reason to be alarmed, you're probably going to be just fine. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's highly contagious. I get all that shit, but is it worth, that's the big question. Yeah. Is it worth what we're seeing now? I don't know. I think it's possible. I'm going to go on record and hopefully it doesn't just turn into outbreak and people are like, I'm dying <laughs> yeah. And shit. yeah. But I'm going to go on record and say, there's a possibility that, in time, in the future, people are going to look back at this and go, what? Yeah. 
How many people did that kill? How many people did that take out? And I again, don't quote me on this, but from what I've gathered, bird flu is way worse yeah. than than this uh, strain of coronavirus or whatever it is. We've had that before. We've had outbreaks of that and H1N1, swine flu, all this shit. And every year we're told that there's this great new pandemic that just kind of like kills a bunch of people. Yeah. I don't know if we're I I don't know the science so I don't want to be ignorant on it but I don't know if we're just learning more about different strains of these viruses and naming them and the media is hi- driving people into hysterics. Yeah. But it seems like I'm listening to some of these men online talking and just like come on man. Mm-hmm. Be be just chill out a little bit. Yeah. Quit being so theatrical and driving people into panics and getting involved in this drama bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if there's anything we should keep cool heads about, yeah, it's probably a, a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. have people going, ah, oh, this they're gonna do this. Well, well, like you said, it's quality of life. What if something comes along that could wipe half the population out? Right. If people you, you are guys, acting, you're a conspiracy if, theorist. If, if people are acting like this over this over coronavirus. And something comes along that starts wiping people the fuck out and it spreads like wildfire. Pete, dude, that apo- people will create the apocalypse. It's not, I don't, I don't think a, a virus or anything like that creates the, I think, I think the frame of mind people put themselves in is what creates it, you know? And I, I'm not going to say names, right? But like I was telling you, I had an ex-girlfriend I haven't talked to in a while, hit me up out of nowhere. With all this going on, I just want to let you know I love you. And all. And I'm like, come on. Come on. I'm like, this is... this is It's the, particularly this, frustrating for it, you and I because we... How much time did we spend telling people about this for the last decade? Yes. This is going to happen. Yes. We, uh, I was talking to... Did I tell you about what the kids said to me the other day? Yeah. yeah you were right. Yeah. The, you were right the whole time, Dad. You told us this was going to happen years ago. The amount of media coverage that we're getting right now on this specific issue Mm -hmm. makes me feel like we would be dealing with a pandemic of a disease like in found in the movie outbreak. Yeah. If that pandemic was sweeping and had killed six to 8,000 people and it was a hundred percent kill rate, I'd be really concerned Yeah. because by that point in time, who knows, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. And the the media, Fox, um, CNN, whoever, all of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to you have to bounce around. When I do get online to check, quote unquote, what is considered news now, journalism, I have to go watch both, all four or five different ones, to see which one is still full of shit. They're all still full of yeah, shit. Yeah. They all have an agenda against each other in some weird way. Mm-hmm. And then you somehow get like a semblance of the truth based on somebody's opinion in there. Right. It's a joke. Um, but w- what I'm seeing looks like this should be this, this horrible, horrible 100% kill rate disease. And the thing that bothers me about that is it drives people's personal decisions. Mm-hmm. And it drives an entitled public Again, one generations removed mm-hmm. from ever dealing with any calamity like our grandparents and great grandparents did in the Great Depression. Yeah. They've never dealt with that before. In fact, for decades, adults have been saying things like that can't even happen anymore. That's how ignorant they are. Yeah. That's what pissed us off so much is because we're like, <laughs> 
it always happens. It will forever. Yeah. It's yeah. always happened since mankind. The end. Yep. And now it now it's happening. Yeah. And now the the people that were stocking up food ten years ago because they thought that you know this or that was gonna now it's coming to pass. Mm. And what we're seeing is people fighting over toilet paper. Toilet paper. And weirdest I thing. Yeah. You I... you can find a lot of things to wipe your ass. If you need to, you I'll can go even, outside and use leaves. You can even time your shit so that when you shit, you can go and get right into the shower. Yeah. And yeah. wash your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can buy a bidet like the Europeans and have it wash your ass right there while you're sitting on the toilet. Well, if, and here, here goes going back to the way people act, you're seeing people fight, physically fight in superstores over toilet paper. Right. Yeah. Something for a, for a for a virus that doesn't cause you to shit, doesn't cause diarrhea, <laughs> it fucks with your lungs. Lowest right? common denominator. Right? That's that's Charmin's killing it right now, right? So people are fighting. Charmin's like, oh, yeah, yeah son. <laughs> fighting over that something that has nothing to do with it. Now let's 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 go into the future when a virus hits and there is there's there's something that um, that you need. Right, something that we that's actually associated with the sickness, and people start buying it. What they're going to do to get it? Yeah, because they're so scared. Okay. Right. Now, food, literally kill foods, you. food's another one. Right. If if this goes with the un, unemployment rate, if people don't have jobs and they're not making money, all coming from cutting weight experience, cutting weight, not having food changes your mentality. Absolutely. You don't care about anything. You don't care about your job. You don't care. Even self, you become more selfish. And if you got kids, you're becoming selfish for your kids. You're going to do whatever it takes to get food. If people start stocking up on food and everybody becomes a prepper and starts taking food and we, we have a we have an outage on food. Yeah, let's slow that down. So <laughs> some people don't know this. Fighters are very, very in touch with this, and fighters know this, but some people don't know this. When you get uh, hungry mm-hmm. and worn down and stressed by the outside stresses of many things, fighters up to this point in human history haven't had many stresses. They've yeah. got a fight that's looming, and that's it. Mm-hmm. they got to train real hard. Ooh, mm-hmm. so tough. Not really. Yeah. But when you get down to that, Point where you're close to fighting and you're close to doing some action that most people will never do at this point mm-hmm. in time, things get darker. Yeah. And your thoughts get darker. Uh, you're hungry. You're yeah. angry. You get angry. People laugh about it and call it hangry. Hangriness is a, a very a real, real evolutionary fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And when I get hungry, and this is not something I'm proud of, but when I get hungry, my uh, tolerance of certain things goes immediate to to zero yeah basically to zero and like i'm not gonna beat people up or anything but i'm gonna lash out immediately in anger um and i think there's a, a there's an edge an evolutionary edge that you're supposed to have when you get hungry that make that gives you that anger survive yeah it's a survival mechanism it's a survival mechanism and one thing that we're we're 100 sure that we have never seen is a Populous, mm-hmm. this big, this ignorant, this cram. indoctrinated, this, this entitled, mm-hmm. 
run amok with 20% unemployment and hungry kids. Yeah. Because if you get 20%, 30%, 40% people without any food, we're not talking about, we're talking about one of two things. Community, communities better come together pretty fucking fast mm-hmm. and pretty amazing. Yeah. Or you're going to see a collapse of a Western culture yeah. full of guns, mm-hmm. bred on violence. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and people want it. They live in this, this fantasy world of delusion about how things like that can never happen. I got news for you. It can. It can happen in two weeks. You don't even know what's going on. You're going, this is crazy. Bitch, this ain't crazy. No. This is exactly what we said it was well, going to be. Well, and we live, we live in, a, in a time where we have, most people are employed. They're making money. Even if they're getting scraps, right, they're still able to survive. When you if it got to a point where this go this is prolonged, right, and people start they do they they don't have money they start getting hungry. I mean people still do this. It's just on a much smaller scale. You start getting people that were not even in a year's time were comfortable, and you take them completely out of that zone. I will tell you right now, you're gonna see a lot of crazy motherfuckers. Yeah, dude. it's gonna fucking happen. People are already mentally ill. Right. Just from my experience, I'll tell you guys, um, my fight experience cut into 45 and 55. Oh man. So, so let's, I I want you to, I want to take you through my mindset. Let's go there. (laughs) The last (laughs) month of my training would, would, I would actually lose a lot of quality training because my body physically couldn't do it. You had like 15 minutes. I wasn't really training that last month to train for a fight. I was training to make weight. Right. And the battle of the weight. It what's crazy about it and I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, even us being fighters. I just had a talk with one of my fighters today. Um fighting is a crazy thing. It's not natural. People people fight, but people fight to survive. We fight voluntarily. We we do it as entertainment for other people and and uh, to make money. It's something we like to do, but it's still crazy. As long as I I've been doing this, there's never a fight I'm not nervous about. I'm what, always. What fighter were you talking to? Huh? What? Who are you talking uh, to? Who was I talking to? Um, Bryce? No, Sam. Sam. I was talking to Sam. Okay. And Sam's a younger, younger up and comer. He's only 18, but um. Tough, scrappy, farm boy. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was, I was telling them about that, and just about it not being normal fighting. It's, it's a, it's a crazy thing we do. Now, every fight for me is very nerve-wracking. That, that's just the way fighting is. But that last month, even that last week, especially the last week, I'm not even thinking about the fight. My body is in so much pain, and, and my, men, my mindset's all on food. When, yeah. when you get hungry, it's a survival technique. When you're hungry and your body knows it, your mind will obsess about food. It's like if you were stuck in a desert, right? And you're dehydrated and you start seeing illusions. Yep. There's one thing on your mind. It, nothing else matters. You need water. So, he, need so the perspective of the fighter is a, uh, really, and this is something that, again, if you haven't done it, you can't say shit about exactly. it. Exactly. The perspective of the fighter when they're cutting weight like that is the perspective of a starved animal. Yes. That's yes. exactly it what is. it is. It and is. You, you understand when you get there, what, what it can do, what starvation can do to your mind and what it can change you. And it can make you a horrible person. Yeah. 
And we haven't dealt with starvation, starvation. Right. We haven't dealt right. with starvation like I'll eat your face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and this goes this goes back to um, I, I forget what story it was, but it was a, a plane crash. Yeah. Up in, in the north. In the uh, Arctic. Up in the Arctic. Yeah. yeah. Arctic. And it, people had to like they had to become cannibals. There's no food up there. They made a, a movie about it. And I can't believe I'm not remembering the party yeah. um, that it was. But I remember. Yeah. That. yeah. And I remember I remember you know, reading about that. And I, you know, this is before I fought, cut weight, I was a young kid. I'm like, I'd rather die. I couldn't eat a person. Yeah. The first time I cut an extreme amount of weight, I said, I would give me a fork and a knife. I'll fucking, mm-hmm. I'll eat that shit raw. You know what I'm saying? Like meat's meat, motherfucker. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. So if you're, if you're that hungry. So this, what, what's scary about this is if I can, if I can put myself in an uncomfortable position, I got a lot of pressure on me. I'm about to fight on live TV and I could get really hurt. If I'm not thinking about the fight until my bo- my belly is full the day, less than 24 hours before I'm going to step in the cage and fight somebody that does that click when I fought at those weights that didn't click until I had a meal. I was literally thinking, oh, my God, get me the fuck on scale. I need water and I need food like right away. So this is coming from someone I I understand that I've done this so many times. I understand what it does to your mind frame. Now, the populace, right? The population do that to a population that's never seen it before. You're going to get people. They're going to get weird real quick and they're going to start doing shit that, that really they're not going to be thinking they're just going to act no yeah y- you know what i'm saying and when you i remember when you were cutting a 45 and i remember cutting weight not nearly to that but still putting in a lot of time it's 100 percent of the time that you're thinking about it oh people and this is why we say you don't know until you know it's there all of the time yep it's funny how and you probably noticed this too the only time that i didn't th- uh, have to deal with the constant barrage of uh, sexual thoughts mm-hmm. when I was a young fighter yep. was when I was real Hungry. close Hungry. and real close and all I wanted was food and I could yeah. care less about anything else yep. and it was like like fight was coming up in a week and I'm like no well, and, I'm not interested and you gotta you gotta think being a be, being a you know heavy testosterone like an athlete any athlete it doesn't matter Sex is on everybody's mind. It's it's one of, we're human. All the dudes. All, all the, the dudes. dudes minds, and yeah. I mean, I just just uh, I mean, and a lot every, of women. Everybody too. in general, really, sex is a big deal. The only time, like you said, the only time that it's not even a fucking thought. Like anybody that's with me, get the fuck off. I don't want anything to do with you. Is when you're hungry or thirsty. Cutting massive amounts of weight. The last two months, even two months out. The only shit I watch on TV food are food network. shows. Food network. I don't watch food shows. If I'm if I'm fat and healthy and happy and not cutting weight, I don't watch that shit. I would watch food shows. I would I would even get a pen and paper. I'd watch diners, drive-ins, and dives, and say, okay, I'm not the vacation I'm doing after this fight. I'm doing a road trip, and I'm gonna go to all these all these places. Like I was obsessed about it. Like, yeah, Eric's not bullshitting. He would <laughs> he would send me text messages at like two o'clock in the morning, and it'd be like, bro. I found a place to eat right away after the fight. It's, it's, Bro, it's I, here's the GPS coordinates. The, they put maple fight, nut syrup yeah. all over your fight, fight week. Fight week for me 
I was more planning that fight week when I was cutting weight to all the spots I was going to go to. How many times did we go to the grocery store and buy way more food than I was ever going to eat? Well, in the beginning uh, of when we were a little bit more ignorant, we we bought with our hearts, Ice cream our sandwiches. empty hearts, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. more than we actually used our brains. We would even get really high quality food. Mm-hmm. We would just get like $120 worth of shit. A lot. Because we were sure yeah. we were going to eat... 40 pounds worth gonna, of groceries. Your mind. Your mind is yep. way more hungry than and so, I remember this one year we went out and spent like 80, 90 bucks on all this shit. Bagels, all this stuff. And I made this. You remember when I made those super paste sandwiches. sandwiches? And they tasted like garbage. It was the Chad Mendez fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, well, I did that a couple times. Mm-hmm. And uh, it worked for me, but I would always go out and buy these things. i make all these sandwiches. I'd eat three of them, and I was just stuffed. Stuffed. Yeah. And so now I've got ninety, eighty, $120 worth of groceries that just, that just sits in the place. hotel room. Yeah. Um, we, we learned better though. We've been doing a lot yeah. better recently. Yeah. We've been a lot more strategic, but, uh, but hunger, hunger, man, I I'm telling you it completely. And even, even Duke would be like, you know, the last month, where the fuck's your head at? And I'm like, well, I'm think I didn't tell him because he was pissed off, but I'm thinking the whole time I'm like, "Well, motherfucker, I want a steak. I want yeah. a steak and a fucking potato. Like I can't get enough. I want energy a steak off. and I want a potato and I want pasta I and I want. I can't get enough energy off B vitamins. My body fat's like three percent. Like yeah. I like I I'm literally just working off fumes. So having that mindset and knowing that mindset, get get thousands of people that are fucking hungry, undisciplined people undisciplined and that's another thing right they because it's one of those things if you've been through it before you know what to expect and you know you know how far you can push it there have been times you know even me cutting weight you start now you start talking about a family with parents that are unemployed and they got kids yeah it now it becomes medieval it, it, right. it doesn't it now it's not now we're not now it's not a society their mind is going to go to a place this isn't fair we're, we're dying of hunger. I'm, I'm gonna, not going to let my babies die. I'm going to do whatever the yep. fuck I have to do to, to survive. Any criminal element that mm-hmm. exists anywhere within the fiber of their being is going to immediately leap out and justify yep. it. And anybody who doesn't have that kind of criminal element or that dark side to them is going to see that they're going to have to develop it to defend themselves from people like that. People That's like really that. all yeah. it is. It's, yeah. it's the, com- the complete decay and downfall of society. I think this goes back a long way. You hear a lot of conservatives. Uh, I fucking hate using words like that. But you hear a lot of conservatives talk about how uh, the downfall of America has happened at the heels of the downfall of the American family. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think that um, it's not a convenient truth, but I think that uh, the the breakup of the American family, the breakup of families in general, mm-hmm. has led to... The society that we currently enjoy right now, um, and I'll let you determine whatever, however you want to quantify that. Mm -hmm. But um, people are so entitled at this point in time, technologically, uh, and just with their general way of life, every everybody deserves a prize. Well, there's no prizes anymore. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? When the government shuts the entire fucking economy down against your will, and then they print off a bunch of money making your shit worth even less, and you have nothing to say about it, Mm -hmm. nobody wins. Yeah. You're you're all fucked. Your kids are fucked, too. Mm -hmm. And I 
the only time I really have a problem with all of this, because economic ups, downs, down, that's the Keynesian economic model. That's what we deal with. Mm -hmm. I'm perfectly fine with it. But what I'm not fine with is whipping people into a fucking frenzy. Yeah. When I was in Israel, we, I might have told this story already, but when I was in Israel, the tour guide told us about um, a time when under Temple Mount they had found this new archaeological dig. They were talking to the Muslim Brotherhood. They said, hey, we want to do this dig. It's not going to mess with Temple Mount or with Dome on the Rock. Everybody agreed on it. CNN showed up, started riots all over the goddamn country, got kicked out of the country for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Fifteen people ended up getting killed because they essentially incited panic. This was the report of the former soldier. Right. Um, it seems like they're inciting panic. It seems like they're they're playing to this dumbed down, ignorant populace who just has nothing to live for and is wanting to be a part of something big. Mm -hmm. And I've got a problem with them inciting that kind of panic and leading to economic downturn. Right. And making, did you see the Fed came in? They're the heroes of the day. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to lower interest rates. You're going to allow us to borrow more of our own money at interest. Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to do. Ultimately, yeah. you're going to loan us a bunch of money, make our money worth less, and we have to fucking pay you we back. We have to pay you back. The only thing you're, that they're doing is making it easy for banks to, to loan you more money. Mm -hmm. That's what – I don't know if people understand how the credit system works, but I'm not going to fucking explain it on – You know, I'll let Ron Paul do that. He does right. a good job of doing that. But – you're coming in and going, oh, well, we're going to do some quantitative easing and, and we're going to stimulate the economy with $850 million or billion dollars, rather. Mm -hmm. What that means is we're just going to print a shitload of money, give it away. People are going to loan it out to you. You got to pay them more. Where's that money come from, mm -hmm. by the way? Oh, you print it. Yeah. It's this perpetual cycle of debt, mm -hmm. putting my kids in a further lessened financial position of prosperity because they haven't been able to figure out a way to, to do this. Yeah. The United States... How much has they spent on war? Let's just oh Jesus, a, well, a fucking cajillion well, this, dollars. I mean, this is this is another thing. You're not it, ready for disease. This, yeah, well, and this goes into another thing: use tax tax dollars money. And you say you hate to use the word conservative. That's what they want to be called. Fuck it. I got no problem. I'm not a conservative. I'll say it all day. They want to be labeled as conservative. I'll label you as a fucking conservative. If but, if you call somebody like a libtard, I've yeah. heard that before. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> if 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 you call somebody some conservative, you know what do they what do they call them? What do they call conservatives? What's the derogatory? I have no idea. Who, who gives a shit? If you use that, if you call, if you go, well, this guy's conservative, blah blah, idiot. You're dumb too. Yeah, yeah. You're you're, you're a child. Yeah. Like the the fact that you guys still believe in the parties. That's mind blowing. It's my and I mean that's label yourself, baby. That's a that's a whole nother yeah. <laughs> divide yeah, your, divide yourself up into you're these painting groups. yourself in a corner, right? But but I mean, and I've had this argument with with multiple people when it when it comes to like you know Bernie Sanders health care plan, yeah. right? Like pay free or education system, right? It, it, it blows my mind how many people, and they're told this, right, because they stay in party party. A lot of these conservatives listen to just Fox News, and they're going to tell conservatives what conservatives, that model, right? Yeah. But they, they, they talk about, oh, well, all your money's going to help <laughs> other people. <clears throat> and then they start saying, you know, well, it, it's going to go to people who don't deserve it. People with food stamps who are just lazy and they're unemployed. They don't want to fucking go get a job, right? 
But yet we spend trillions of dollars on military. And I remember when when dad showed me this article um, about this new super jet that they fucking made. Yeah. That was trillions. I'm yeah. talking probably like 10, 10 trillion. Like it was something fucking crazy. It's one of, probably one of those um, black book projects. Yeah. That had a budget that nobody even knows how much money. They right. Put on that right. But it, trillions of dollars for a super jet that sits in a fucking air hangar. Every it doesn't do hustling. anything. It doesn't do anything. I think they said they flew it once, but since then it probably, I don't know. They probably used it or done something with it, but it sits there. And I don't see anybody bitching about that. But like you said, it might be one of those things you don't hear about and they don't tell you about it, yeah. you know? So when people bitch about where taxpayer money goes, it's all a fucking joke anyway. Our government is so wasteful. It wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past them at all to have spent that much money on that plane just to use that as a diversion to take people's attention away from what they're actually spending money on. Right, right. They've done shit like that before. Mm-hmm. Um I never understood my whole life. I guess I'm just a, a rebel without a cause. I don't understand how people have ever trusted the government. <laughs> it seems so obvious and easy every time. Where are they now? Yeah. Where Where was the response? We Courtney and I were sick for a week. Um, I start going, well, I suppose I should probably get tested. I'm a business owner. I've self-quarantined. But if I'm going to go back to the gym, I got to know. And then I read the other day that I don't meet the qualifications of my state to get a test because I don't meet these certain criteria. And I'm like, well, I have these symptoms and I've felt like shit for five days. Right. And you're, you're trying to whip everybody into a panic and, you know, the, at least the media seems to yeah. be. And now I'm going trying to do the responsible thing and I don't meet qualifications. Well, Why doesn't everybody in our country right now have an opportunity to go to a place or to have a place come to them and do testing? Korea, South mm-hmm. Korea has virtually no cases, either, either no cases at all or yeah. virtually no cases. Right. And I look up, I look up uh, free uh, coronavirus test. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if our government really had their shit together and they actually had emergency response task force teams that were worth their shit, mm-hmm. that we would be ready to kill shit like this Yeah. And, and shut it down right away in quick, decisive action, right? Yeah. They've probably already set up free testing places somewhere. Mm-hmm. They have South Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so how many million, how many hundreds of billions of dollars on militarism to blow shit up overseas has done, by the way, nothing. Yeah. A million people have died since we showed up in the Middle East after 9-11. million people. That's what's happened over there. Yeah. And we're getting... We're not getting uh, fluffy about blowing whole families to pieces. Right. And, and destabilizing entire regions and economies. But how many people have died? Let's don't get the death count wrong. Yeah. Because you're insensitive if you do. Right. right. Give me well, a give me a break well, right now. And like I said, I think it's a, it's it's a it's a tri- uh, trickle effect. It's a trickle effect. I think, like you said, you don't meet the qualifications. Okay. Well, if I am a, a business owner and I do have this and you're not allowing me to test to see if I got it and I think everything's fine, I ran its course and I was sick, I go in and I get a bunch of other people sick, with an airborne virus, you can't take that risk. It's the easiest transmitted virus out there. So there's, there is, there's, you know, they have their confirmed cases. No, there's a lot more. There's a lot more out there that they don't know. Well, it's the new, it's the big new enemy. 
You know, it's the big news news story. It's the same old thing. You whip people into fear. Here's the deal. If this is a legitimately dangerous thing, okay. I'm I'm not opposed to that. Mm. I I stayed again out of my business willingly for a week because I didn't know and I wanted to make sure. Yeah. I would I would have and I have done that for flu symptoms mm-hmm. in years past. If yeah. I'm sick, I'm not bringing that shit onto my mat. Right. Right. I get it. But the whole thing seems like it's not unbiased journalism going. These are the numbers. These are the facts. This is what you need to know. Mm-hmm. It's be afraid. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, uh, authorities are calling it a nuclear meltdown. It's well, like, shut the well, fuck up, well, man. Like you said, like you said, it's, it's, um, without giving the facts of what actually this does, or like I said, you don't watch the news and they tell you what this is and what it's doing to you and, and what the numbers are. Yeah. What they did right away is it, it, it was kind of a thing. We knew about it and it started to creep up like, oh, China, the coronavirus is all over. It's going to start spreading. I, I won't say it was a joke, but people were a lot more lighthearted making jokes about it, yeah. you know. Now, it, all the government had to do is say, there can only be, we, we're shutting bars down, we're shutting restaurants down, we're shutting all this. Di-. And what that does to people is without knowing information of what a- is actually going on, is it freaks them the fuck out. Yeah. And like I said, this treacle effect, you're going to see, cases are going to keep popping up. It, they may slow it down. It may not be like China where in a month, boom, everybody. But it's going to keep fucking going. Okay. Let's talk about something because the media is the, the centerpiece of this topic, in my opinion. What I've seen is just like, you got to be shitting me. Um, here's my theory. I want the people that listen to this podcast and you to put yourself in this, this scenario. Uh, for the last four weeks... You haven't been able to get any access at all to a television. You haven't seen anything. You haven't interacted with anybody. Um, And let's just say that this is worldwide. The only difference between the world four weeks ago and now is nobody has turned on their televisions. Nobody's turned on their radios at all. Are they walking through the streets with posters and pamphlets talking about this scourging epidemic of coronavirus that's just destroying the masses everywhere? Not at all. Is it like the Black Plague where people are trying to sound the alarm in the streets? Nobody even knows. Yeah. People, more people die of this because it's a more aggressive virus, but the world at large statistically doesn't even know. It does, yeah. Maybe the next year they go, oh, we had a few more extra deaths or deaths were higher in this certain age group or something like that. But in the in the real time, the interim right now, the, the present moment, nobody has any fucking idea what's yep. going on. Well, it, they would think, I had the flu or I got influenza. Exactly. That's and, what they would And think. some of them would die mm-hmm. and, some of, and many, many of them would not. Yeah. And so what would happen to the rest of way, the way of life our quality of life our you know our means for living nothing would really change mm-hmm. people would go on they'd do their thing and it would be a, a blip on the radar so what that makes me consider is is the way that the media is reporting this driving the catastrophe that it actually 100%. is 100% of course it 100%. is 100% it's i'm not seeing unbiased journalism that's legitimately concerned i'm trying i'm seeing journalism that's trying to whip people into a panic fucking frenzy mm-hmm. these people these oftentimes ignorant dumbed down uh, brainwashed people that have been watching the mainstream media for the last 20 30 fucking years 
see things like this and go, well, I, I talked to my investor friend and he told me that the market's crashing, so I better sell out. You don't even know what you're doing right yeah. now, bro. Yeah. You remember the remember the market crash of 2008 whenever yeah. it, it took a shit? Well, what happened was a lot of ignorant investors sold their shit. And the demand in the market, just so that people that don't know how the market works, the more stocks on the market, the less that stock's worth because there's more of it available. It's mm -hmm. supply and demand. So when a bunch of ignorant people go out there and they flood the market with their shit in a panic caused by the media, mm -hmm. somebody's picking that up. Yeah. Somebody that's either an intelligent, savvy investor that knows that the market's come up, got a lot of time, or some big, big money buyer is going, look at these stupid fucks. Yeah. Time to clean up shop. What that is, is that's hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. that, that It might not be there now, but in five to ten years, the people, the rich, the rich investors that bought in now, they're going to be even richer than they were before mm -hmm. because of investor relations in the market. And that, that blows my mind. People don't know that. Your stock price is based inherently on how confident you are that it's even worth that price. Right. That's it. Yeah. There's no tangible, mm -hmm. you know? And so we've seen this type of thing before in the, the way that uh, there's an admitted relationship with the way that the media attract, uh, changes uh, investor relations so much that the media can't report on certain things, right? Mm -hmm. With securities exchanges and stuff. But the media wants to whip everybody into a frenzy and then people want to act surprised when the market crashes mm -hmm. and everything goes through the floor. Like this whole thing seems very, very engineered yeah. to me. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of it's based on what kind of these weird campaigns always did, fear. Yeah. Back when I was campaigning uh, in favor of Ron Paul in 2012 election, a lot of Ron Paul's supporters were these people that were like, look, we know what direction the economy is going. We know what the Fed continues to do, print more and more money. It wouldn't. There were people saying back then, it wouldn't surprise me to see some virus pandemic break out. They whip everybody into a frenzy. Next thing you know, you have martial law. Everybody's locked in their house. People were constantly harassed and bullied and called uh, and demeaned mm -hmm. and shamed and called conspiracy theorists for entertaining very plausible notions like mm -hmm. this. Now we're seeing it coming to pass, and I don't hear shit yeah. from the, the people talking about conspiracy theorists anymore. Mm -hmm. An irony we've talked about happening is these crazy conspiracy theorists who are stockpiling all this food and weapons are the only fucking people that have any someday. Yeah. And they're the only people that can defend the shit that they got. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. um, what's the hottest commodity right now in close to future apocalyptic America? What's the best, most valuable, tangible thing you can have on you? you Weapons. Know? Yep. That's what I think, Weapons. too. Yep. Weapons and ammo. Mm -hmm. And it sucks because it's heavy. And the second most is food. Yeah. You know? And when water becomes one, then we're in real fucking trouble. Well, and let's, 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 let's think of it from a, a human trying to survive. Guns is over food. Why? Because I'll kill you and take your food. Exactly. Um, hey, exactly. hey, guys, did we just talk about dark thoughts? Well, when we get hungry, it goes. When you get really hungry, it could only be assumed it's like this. Uh, well, baby, I'm not gonna let you starve to death, so I gotta go threaten Bob to give me a can of food. Yep. And yep. if he doesn't give me a can of food, you're gonna starve to death. And, and I can't what, let that happen. And what's so. Bob thinking? Well. I better have a gun because if anybody comes not because if Rick door, comes over asking me for food, I'm going to shoot his ass because he's been looking at me funny. I mean, that's just <laughs> real.
it's that's real, just real bro. because a lot of people that look at that and they're like oh that's 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 not humane or well well we are we are creatures we are animals right and when shit gets hairy th- this society is what we built when society breaks yeah it's every man and, for himself and let, in a and, sense and let's say this specific to american society potentially uh israel i don't think so yeah um norway the netherlands a lot of the scandinavians countries i think they'll be okay they got their shit together but america is like this melting pot Mm -hmm. of issues Mm -hmm. and decades of economic repression and violence and anger and oppression dude it's it we are now because we are so entitled well i talked to you about this when i came back from israel what was the first thing that i noticed fat people Oh, oh, fat people, yeah. There are no yeah. fat people yeah. in Israel. Yeah. I didn't see any of them. Mm-hmm. We, even poor people in this country, can get fat. Yeah. And Rogan talked about that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Imagine how crazy it is that in America, poor people can get loaded on mm-hmm. McDonald's and just like all kinds of shitty food from government uh, stipends, basically. Yeah. We are so entitled as a nation. That if shit really falls out here, it's not going to be like some country that's entertained social uh, or democratic socialism or some right. shit. It's going to be a fucking war zone, mm-hmm. most likely. Mm-hmm. Well, and that and that goes back more into the mindset of it. That goes back into what I was saying about, um, um, you know, cutting weight. You got a lot of people, whether they're rich, poor, they're super, super fat, right? Food becomes an addiction. There, There's a lot of people in this country where food is an addiction, right? You, you go from that, I'm fat and happy, fat and happy, and that shit's cut off. It, it'll drive you to do crazy shit. People that fucking nicotine, right? Cigarettes, shit like yeah, that. You, you ever see somebody that fucking smokes two packs a day not have a fucking cigarette? They lose their fucking mind. They, they start getting mad at people. And you know they, what? That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Think about... Not even be like beyond cigarettes. Yeah. Think about the breakdown of infrastructure, uh, petroleum or something. Yeah. Uh, the stores go completely empty. No booze. Yeah. No cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the black market dries up. Mm-hmm. There's no drugs. People that need their fix with heroin or, or crack or whatever it is, they can't get it. Yeah. Fucking nightmare Mayhem. scenario. Mayhem. Nightmare scenario. There's this tipping point, this real tipping point that everybody wants to live happily in delusion against. That when when this tipping point happens and the shit hits the fan, like, Mm -hmm. there's probably going to be, or or could be, I'm not going to say there's going to be, but could be a massive Mm die-off in a very short amount of time. When all these resources are completely dried up and there's nothing left, and people will again they want to go somebody would save us because they've always been saved because they've always been saved nobody's there the rest of the world might go oh really yeah okay motherfuckers let's see how you guys do now you're not the big shit anymore yeah Yeah. or those big company those big countries might go what you worth we already own halfy anyway Mm -hmm. we're just gonna buy the rest of it and call it america and make a a coin off disney world or some shit yeah yeah you know yeah and, and that's what that's where we're potentially at. I don't think people realize that our money is so weak now. We're mm-hmm. so indebted to so many countries. We're not really in a position to keep bullying people bullying around and people shit. Around. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about this. Yeah, Corona? Might, yeah, coronavirus. I'm not worried well, at all. Well, I'm not worried at all. And I, But what it is showing is, like you said, how people act. 
And in our lifetime, there's going to be some shit that hits. And not the coronavirus, but something's going to hit that's more dangerous. Yeah. And shit's going to get hairy, man. The, like there's you said, a good time to talk about ev- everybody's about so used to living very comfortably here. But even, I mean, Bill Gates said it. I forget. It was early 2000s, I think. Maybe yeah. later 2000s. I don't know. But Bill B- Gates said it. He said, if there's anything that 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 kills us, like kills us off, I think it's going to be a mutation or something of the flu. Because the flu, a lot of people know the flu. A lot of people get past the flu. But just the flu, for something we're supposed to have control over, still kills a lot of people. And it constantly mutates. Right. That's why you get when you our body creates antibodies. So when you get a sickness, you you have an antibody. There's a reason why you keep getting fucking sick. The shit mutates. Yeah. Right. Man can't beat nature. No matter how smart we are, no matter how many scientists we have, nature will find a way to recycle. It'll find a way to depopulate. The earth is a living organism, right? It'll it, find a way. And it's tired. It'll yeah. <laughs> it's tired of our when shit. it's when it decides there's too many people. I'm dying. Now the Earth is thinking survival of the fittest. I'm mm-hmm. gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start taking people out. These humans. Yeah. It's time. And, um. So all right, because that is a hundred percent correct. I believe that the the Earth is a living organism and can eat absolutely easily naturally select, and sometimes even the universe. Yeah. It's not even Earth. Yeah. Um, but, but chew on this one, listening audience, Eric and I talked about this before he came over. I think, what if the coronavirus is a precursor that's meant to build antibodies in the human system to prepare you for the next wave that is going to wipe out every single person that doesn't mm, have the antibodies have yeah what yeah. if people are supposed to develop sicknesses like this mm-hmm. to build up defenses for super sicknesses that might come on down the line yeah what happens when there's this new virus and the the dipshit luck of it is the only people that have any chance of surviving it are people with these antibodies, antibodies. from this this virus now i might be the dumbest <laughs> we could we could get some element of success and some <laughs> some nerd will come on and be like you guys are fucking stupid this <laughs> right, is right. why because cellular division of the... yeah but i'm who knows yeah and wouldn't that be the damnedest thing if all of this hype trying to control this thing actually shut out the very thing that was supposed to yeah we're getting close to that point in human history where we're so dumbed down mm-hmm. where that could actually happen we well, could trip right into well, our own look, demise look at look at staph infection right yeah i've had i've had a bunch of staph now staph is natural bacteria that lives on your everywhere on your, yeah. everywhere right yeah. we've created an antibiotic for staph infection what came after MRSA, MRSA, super staff, a super, a super. So what this, this doesn't kill things off. These, these viruses, these diseases, they mutate. They're always a step ahead. We're always the ones cramming. We got to get a vaccine for this. Okay. Well, we got a vaccine for that. Oh, well now it mutated again. We're always a step behind. So what happens when something gets ahead of us and it's a, a global killer? Yeah. There's really nothing we can do. It's <laughs> gonna run. wipe. It's gonna wipe the population out, man. And the craziest thing: the the more populated we get, 
the easier it is spread, right? It would be easier to, to quarantine shit if, if we had a couple billion people. We got 7 billion people, right? Going on 8 billion. Mm-hmm. We're, look at Japan. Look at China. Even here, we're, we're like sardines just fucking packing into these cities. It'll spread like wildfire. And so not necessarily, you know, the, the biggest thing with Corona spread really easily, but the fatality, it's not, it's not something that's going to be super fatal and kill a bunch of people off. But and there's when people it still does, spring breaking in Florida beaches. So. When it, when it does, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'll tear people it'll up. Happen. I, and I think that, um, as a result of this event, if you want to call it, or this fiasco that we're in, there's going to be changes made to people's behavior. Mm-hmm. There's going to be things that uh, evolve from the situation. And there's going to be very cunning opportunists in high places and maybe even some in low places that are able to take advantage of whatever happens after this. But I think one thing that's definitely going to be affected is housing. Mm-hmm. Since I was a kid, when I used to go to Lamont with dad, and it was like kind of a budding little community. Mm-hmm. And then I slowly watched over the years when more uh, large corporate farming elements kind of got closer and closer in town. And everybody, everybody in my generation was suckered into believing in college. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't say suckered is, is something to demean them as idiots, but they were sold on the idea that they couldn't truly attain the highest heights of their life without a college education. It was like a, it was kind of a scam. Now at that point in time, college was way, 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 way cheaper. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people could potentially afford to go. Mm-hmm. And so it made sense. Well, if I want to, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you have to go to college. Right, right. But when the, when kind of that idea gripped my generation, maybe the generation right before me, uh, everybody moved from these rural communities, these, these kids, these farm kids that would have maybe picked up mom and pa's farm and just, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I'm, if I grew up on a farm, I think that'd be pretty cool to mm-hmm. keep the family tradition going, but they didn't do that. Yeah. A lot of these farms got bought up. A lot of these people retired. A lot of these kids moved to the city. They, they didn't want to farm. They wanted to do some other shit. And now we're all packed like rats in a cage. It more now than ever before, rural communities are vaporizing all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, Lamont's dead after some uh, economic oppression. Yeah. <laughs> after uh, the the floods, it's dead. Yeah. In towns like Lamont, Dundee area, they're slowly dwindling and dwindling and dwindling down. Mm-hmm. What I think is going to happen, and I want to find some way to take advantage of this. You know, as call me a shit shitty opportunist, but I think it makes sense is people are going to return to rural areas. Uh, if there's any rural areas left to even purchase, right, right. there's so much farmland that's just chewed up in corn and shit like this. But people now more than ever are going to want to get out of urban areas, in mm-hmm. my opinion, and they're going to want to get more space. Mm-hmm. And they should. Hopefully that's something that we see because people now are seeing just how quickly things can go from, oh, life is normal, everything's good, it's 2020, to lockdown. You watch your light box and follow orders immediately. It's like truly we're living in a 1984 type. Well, I think they're going to be hard to find, man. Like, not right now, but... Even now. It, even yeah, now they're, they're hard to find. 20 years? I mean, and it's one of those things. Even now, if you notice in a lot of these bigger cities, even Cedar Rapids is doing it, um... I know Milwaukee's doing it like crazy. They're buying up property, like, you know, old buildings, tearing it down, and they're just, they're building up. Right. Because there's so many people that we need the house, 
that they're trying to do the best space management they can. So everybody's getting packed. I mean, look at Japan. Fuck Japan's that, and I, they are fucking. They got people with white gloves shoving you off the fucking subway. And people, I don't think Americans know what like a New York City. Most Americans oh, don't know what like a New York City uh, flat yeah. or uh, or in Tokyo or in you know. You're talking tiny, tiny living space. It's not the type of life that you live in here with this big ass fucking excessive house and all this shit. Right, right. It's it's a completely different life, and you're right. Everybody's layered on each other. Mm -hmm. The how quickly things would go to the shit in the cities. Look no further than Katrina. I talk about it all the time. Mm -hmm. Katrina was a disaster in 48 hours. Yeah, people were getting raped and murdered all over the place in 48 hours because there was no disaster assistance. And now we have this, this, this isn't a stage five hurricane, bro. This is something that's been going on and trickling into the ethos for the last few months. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're not prepared for it on, on American soil. Yeah. You know, we, we're just kind of hoping that we don't have it all over the place, even though it already is kind of all over the place. They could trick, they could trickle this thing and beat the shit out of it in the media and get it for all of its fear mongering's worth, but they don't even have to anymore. Yeah, they're whoever, whoever is standing to capitalize in an immense way already has already has. They've already got their everything that that they could want. Any opportunist um, in the marketplace, for example, or the specifically to the Federal Reserve Bank, which isn't even a federal bank. It's just a bunch of fucking crooks that print way too much Mm -hmm. money. Uh, They win already. Mm-hmm. They already won. The, yeah. our, the value of our dollar is already worth less. They're going to send checks to every American and go, look at free money. There's no fucking such thing as free money right, right. ever. Somebody's yeah. always paying for that money and it's our kids. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to get it and go, ooh, I get free money. I'm going to go stimulate the economy. No, you're going to put your kids into further debt. Yeah. Period. That's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend. Don't stroke your own ego. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. It's blood money. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ta- they still tax us. Yeah. This that this isn't taxation, folks. This is the the bank that prints American money, saying we're just gonna print more. <laughs> That's what money is. Yeah. Hey, we. But here's the <laughs> fucked up thing: these people who are just printing money, I I would assume with our taxpayer dollars. That's where the money's act the actual material and everything. I'm assuming that's how, don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But the people that print our money, the bank, get to print as much of it as they want. And then they give it to smaller banks who give it to us, and they charge us for it. Mm-hmm. They charge us to do that interest. Then they print more money than there actually is inflation. Then we have a federal income tax. Yeah. Yep. This has been going on for a century. Uh, it's hard for me to not get really upset. <laughs> At the United States public for not having any idea what Keynesian economics is or what Austrian economics are or what economics are. But the really the I can't blame the American public because it's an education issue. Mm-hmm. The, about the time that you're taught economic theory, um, you know, I would assume in high school, mm-hmm. you don't give a fuck about economic theory. No. The only thing you care about is hooking up. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You're so full of testosterone and whatever other hormones that run through the human teenager Mm -hmm. you don't give a shit about the most boring subject in the history of the world yeah because it's taught as a numbers game not as a a morality game right right and uh 
so it's it's weird for me to know that there's this book out there, um, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Creature from Jekyll Island is a big intimidating book, but it's not. It's easy to read. It's about a secret conspiracy meeting between bankers and uh, state officials uh, on Jekyll Island in 1912, 13, I think. They got together on this island. The banks wrote a bunch of legislation about what the Federal Reserve Act was going to say, essentially handing money control over to central banking cartel. And these state representatives passed this through uh, the Senate and the House on Christmas Eve when nobody was there. Yeah. So it was a legit just like straight up conspiracy out in the dark, out in the open. Nobody fucking knows about it. Yeah. The people in the know know about it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just not very many of those people in the know. Right. And so now fast forward uh, over 100 years and here they are now printing 850 billion more dollars to lend to banks to lend to us, you're going to help us out by letting us go into more debt. And pay you. That's so nice of you, Federal Reserve. Thank you so much. We need layers of that generationally so that we can never, ever have any quality of life. Mm. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, except not really, though. Yeah. Oppression more, economic oppression. You're always owing. Hey, but freedom, for sure. Right. Definitely freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... All right, bro, we're at hour 20. Uh, we were going to – I want to talk a little bit about our next podcast. Okay. While I chew on ice. Uh, and we hope that we didn't offend anybody. Jesus, it's so pathetic that we even have to say that. I'm not saying it. <laughs> well, <laughs> not, he's a younger man. A he's a freshman. It, it, we're not, it's not that we're not taking this thing seriously. Of course we're taking it seriously. I checked up on mom. Mm-hmm. People that are a little bit older that might be affected by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going into the gym. I told I shut my own gym down, so I don't want to hear any bullshit from anybody about. Oh, you're so insensitive. Save it. Well, and let's uh, so let's even go back because it's something. Obviously, everybody's got loved ones, yeah, older loved ones. Mom's older. Fortunately, Keone and I were raised by critical by thinker. Our mom and critical thinker, and it, uh, my mom would be one to tell you. Even if she got corona and she's on her deathbed, she it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? She'd say, and, I'm ready. And I went, you know, if it would happen, and I love my mom to death, obviously, but she's taught us that. If she were to die from an illness like corona, my stance on it would be the same. You yeah, know well, what I'm saying? She's I would taught I, us to be um, children of the world. Right, right, and it, it's one of those. It's one of those things. It's not, you know, if this if this virus were to hit and it would affect our family in some way, yeah, it sucks. But that's just death in general. I also we go to quality of living. I want to live a, a quality life, and I don't want to. I really don't want to get it to a point where I got to worry about fucking people going down the street, stealing your food, or <laughs> robbing you, or killing you. You know what I'm saying? Setting the society in a, in and, a and dangerous it, yeah, place. Yeah, yeah like people. A, people are like, you're not worried about your your mom. No, actually, asshole, I am. Yeah. Because if this entire economy is destabilized, it can fuck with my mom in a pretty yeah, big way when somebody told- breaks into her house and breaks her fucking skull open. Yeah. Haven't yeah. you watched Unsolved Mysteries? Mm-hmm. Don't you know how this shit works? Yeah, yeah man. You know, yeah. it is. there's people killing each other and robbing each other every day. You make them hungrier. You make them uh, more poor. It's tenfold. It's It becomes a disaster. So I'm trying to make – I'm trying to weigh – what yeah. the best decision to make is right now. If this is an outbreak virus and people are puking up their lungs, mm-hmm. okay, shit, lock everything do down. Something. I totally yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. 
But let's be able to, in this present moment, have a civil conversation and weigh all the options without you being a bitch Mm -hmm. and telling me I'm insensitive because I'm not towing the line right now as fast as you are. Like, I want to know what this looks like. And furthermore, I don't want to live in a a culture or a society where in five years – um, nothing, ha- nothing really significant happened as of note in terms of statistic death mm-hmm. with this thing. It was just on the same chart with all of the other uh, variations of flu and viral uh, contagions like this. Mm-hmm. And people are looking back going, why were people – remember that? Remember yeah. when they shut down the country and there was like – like 10,000 people ended up dying from that thing. Mm -hmm. And then three years later, we got that thing that they didn't even tell us about and 40,000 people died. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, why aren't more people upset about malaria? Why isn't there a public health emergency regarding malaria and getting that solved so kids don't suffer this horrible fucking death? It's because people people are strategically picking and choosing what they're trying to make people fearful of. Well, and to the people, what affects them? What a weak culture you're in when you can't sit down at an online table or a real table and go, is it that serious though? Like, yeah. can, can I question this for a minute and mm-hmm. ask you if the the detriment to our economy and way of life is worth um, such a significant impact after such a small death rate change? Isn't it okay to consider things like, what if there was no TV and media? Would everybody be really upset? Would bodies line the streets? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Right. I think more elderly people would die. I think statistics would change uh, in that favor for any given year. And people would go, oh, that sucked. What happened? Well, Corona happened. Oh, okay. That that actually does account for all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, was it worth locking down the entire world economy for X amount of time? Mm-hmm. You know, p- people are going to, how do you put a value on human life? I don't know. My government does it every fucking day. Yeah. I'm just yep. trying to weigh uh, the the bigger issue potentially or the bigger fallout. If if this disease or if this virus kills uh, 20,000 people, uh, it kills 20,000 people, and that's a really sad thing worldwide. But that's a blip on the radar yep. to a lot of shit like heart disease and cancer, mm-hmm. right? So the the merited response for that is so huge and epic that it destabilizes the economy and the the violent statistics the violent stats for the entire world uh, skyrockets in 70 80 90,000 people get killed yeah yeah where do you draw the line at make sensible logical decisions and what i'm seeing in the media is a fucking circus bro mm-hmm. it's yeah, people it's going you need to be afraid of everything and i'm just being like look i'm not that afraid if I watch somebody on a girder melting in front of me because of some crazy Ebola shit mm-hmm. and it kills 100% and everybody that comes in contact and they're dropping nuclear bombs to try and vaporize shit, then I'm going to be fucking paying close yeah, attention to right, this. Right, right. But right now, uh, with respect to all the CDC's plans and public plans and all the shutdowns, please uh, spread, do not continue the spread of this virus unnecessarily. If you don't, if you have symptoms, don't fucking go spreading it around and being an asshole. Think, but think both ways. Quality of life. I'm not going to go around. Like you said, if it was something like outbreak and it's like a hundred percent, I wouldn't be on the plane. Right. I'm not on a plane. Right. But like, we're, we're talking about something that, you know, it can affect older people. It can kill younger people. Yeah. With, we, I'm not, you know, kill people our age. Anything, anything can. Yeah, your 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 chance of dying in a car accident, pneumonia. Yeah, you know, like so. I on the bigger scale of things, like you said, I think people just need to to weigh it out a little bit. 
chill and, out and chill chill the fuck out and T- think uh, uh, chilling out you're gonna think a lot lot more clear you're not gonna be fighting 80 year old woman over toilet paper yeah call people have conversations with them over the phone instead of fucking stupid arguments on facebook or instagram about yeah. stupid yeah. shit yeah you're being so insensitive quit arguing like bitches online that's the most bitch shit ever like the people that go on all day long it's all yeah. they do is all yep. argue and argue and argue i used to be one well i used to i used to i still get caught i up wasn't sometimes. a troll but i used to ruffle argue feathers and ruffle feathers mm-hmm. and i when i realized it just didn't Nothing comes of it because the people that post shit to get attention, whether they even if they know they're wrong, will never admit it, and they're gonna keep going. Yeah, they're, there's a they're, reason they're going there. They're so set in their ways that yeah. it is just they're, what it is. They're taken to, the, and a lot of people take to the internet because they're not gonna be listened to in life if they spout exactly. the shit that they spout. It, 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 we we deal with it all the time. There's people, you know, as fighters. You, you win a fight and everybody's like, oh, you're so cool. And then you lose a fight and people are like, you fucking suck and mm-hmm. you need to learn how to do this. And we've dealt with that a million times. Yep. But um, people that go online as a voice, yeah. uh, it, they're either doing, they're either trying to be very, very positive and constructive mm-hmm. or they're, they're full of shit and they're full of insecurities and they're just trying to be heard. Yeah. And uh, the internet has made people we know and people we don't know, many people we don't know, uh, blossom into their true inner asshole mm-hmm. by not having any checks and balances. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, in in the olden days, and I'm not even talking about our days, but definitely our days, yeah. in days before, if you went running that fucking mouth... You get, you get clocked. Yeah, and if you, if, if you um, were running your mouth, you wouldn't just run your mouth about a dude that lived like 50 miles away or a hundred mm-hmm. miles away or an actor or something like that. You'd talk shit about VIPs and mm-hmm. people you knew. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's online talking shit to people. They don't even they don't fucking know. know. They're yeah. not going to meet them. They're not going to change a thing. Everybody's going online to argue and to be proven correct because they're too big of bitches to argue in real life. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, we're going to talk about this in our next podcast and we, we might record that shit right now. I don't even know, but what is it? Cause I, might... I don't know. I don't know what we should call it, but I want to call it the bitch made podcast music. Courtesy of Life Chief.